Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Thursday, March the 2nd, and hundreds of teachers across Kent have been on strike again. Members of the National Education Union walked out today in a dispute over pay. It's the second time in as many months they've staged action as they call for an above inflation rise for themselves and support staff. Our reporter Kate Faulkner has been chatting to Paul Reynolds, who's a Kent branch caseworker for the NEU. It's sad that it's come to this. I'm a father myself of a year 11 pupil so I don't really want her to be missing out either. I don't want my classes to be missing out Uh, but it's come to a point of crisis now where yes the children will be losing out a day's education but that's nothing, that's a drop in the ocean compared to what they're missing out on lesson after lesson or day after day where they haven't got a specialist maths teacher or chemistry teacher or languages teacher in front of them. They haven't got the experts necessarily teaching them to be expert themselves in the future. So, you know, yes, uh, we're sorry that uh, children are losing out and they've lost out enough already and I can understand uh, parents' frustrations. But, um, you know, we've reached the stage where enough is enough. We have to draw a line in the sand and get this government to listen, not just listen to us, but act on it. I think the government now are aware of our argument, but they've got to actually put their money where their mouth is, you know, and say, right, we're willing now to talk about this year's pay award and crucially fully fund it, because at the moment they promise like 5% to experienced teachers, but it's not funded. So head teachers have got to find that money out of existing budgets. That's going to put more burden on the head teachers who might have to make cuts on maybe buildings or materials, uh, IT facilities, maybe support staff as well to try and make ends meet. It's, it's, a, it's a reckless policy. So, you know, that, that's where we are with it, really. We've kind of reached loggerheads and, and the union the teachers are, are serious about this. I've never known strength of feeling. Uh, in the 23 years I've been here, um, that we really do need action. So we've got to make a stand for not just ourselves, who have seen a huge attack on our pay and conditions over the last 10 years, but on the profession itself and for the children, because we want children to be successful. We want a prosperous society and so on. And so we need the experts in education delivering an, uh, an education that will tool up the children for the future. A march and rally was being staged in Canterbury today. You can see a report on that by watching Kent Tonight on KMTV from 5.30. If you missed the programme, you can check it out by heading to the website. The Education Secretary has criticised the union for not suspending action in return for formal talks. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today. And a man has admitted killing another man in a town centre attack in Folkestone. Anthony Armstrong passed away in hospital days after being set upon in New Street 
Street last October. 42-year-old Mark Green from Eastcliff has appeared in court and pleaded guilty to manslaughter. A teenager will go on trial in April. A man who racially and physically abused a shop worker in Maidstone has avoided being sent to prison. It happened when Dave O'Connell tried to leave the co-op on Lewes Road without paying for a bottle of wine. A court heard the 34-year-old from Meadowbank Road in Chatham slapped the member of staff and called them an offensive name. He's been given a suspended sentence and told to pay compensation. Meantime, two women have been charged after more than 20 shoplifting offences across Sittingbourne. Police have been investigating thefts from supermarkets, including Tesco, Co-op and Aldi, since the start of the year. A 30-year-old admitted her involvement and was locked up for 200 days. A 44-year-old is due back in court next week. And a man's due in court after diamond rings were stolen from a jeweller's in Canterbury. A member of staff suffered a hand injury when it happened in the parade last month. The 38-year-old suspect was detained by a worker and security staff until officers arrived. They've since been charged with robbery. Now, a motorcycle training school in Thanet is facing a big repair bill after a group of kids started fires which damaged buildings and tarmac. They've targeted the site on George Hill Road in Broadstairs several times over the past month while smashing bottles and smoking cannabis. Well, the owner, Paul Duval, recorded a video after calling firefighters. Here I am at SCMT South East Motorcycle Training. You might be able to hear the old fire brigade coming down the road with the blue lights and sirens going because the little have done this. They've even brought their own seats so they can sit here and actually watch a fire burn that they've built which is now damaging my area. And here comes the fire brigade, God bless them. Unbelievable, absolutely shocking. Feral kids. Kent Online reports. Four men have been arrested as part of a people smuggling investigation involving small boats travelling from Belgium to Kent. They're suspected of using an inflatable to bring asylum seekers to Margate last year. The arrests are linked to ones that happened in Belgium at the weekend. People living in Kent's smallest town are fighting plans for a new road bypass. This is actually one of the most read stories on the website today. Now, the route around Fordwich is part of Canterbury's local local plan, which also includes proposals for 13,000 homes. Residents say they haven't been consulted and claim it would destroy a conservation area. The council leader is backing the idea to ease congestion in the city. Well, you can read about this and let us know what you think by heading to Kent Online. Elsewhere, it's feared two months' worth of closures of part of the Thanet Way will bring the area to a standstill. Roadworks on the A299 are due to get underway at the start of April and will see diverted traffic use the old Thanet way instead. Council bosses say they're aware it'll cause disruption, but say the works are vital to ensure the future safety of the busy route. A one-woman protest has been staged on Sheppey to try and stop a tree from being cut down. Virginia Hanley sat under the 60-year-old willow on Kent Avenue in Minster after noticing tree surgeons had turned up. Now, it's thought the tree had been condemned amid reports it was causing subsidence. Well, Virginia has been chatting to reporter Megan Carr. We do have them when they pull out the trees uh, every three years. So I thought, mm, it might be them. And I thought, I don't know, it's big equipment. So I went outside and I said, excuse me, do you mind me asking what you're doing with the tree? He said, oh, we're taking it down. I said, what? And I said, he said, oh, Swarborough Council have given us, you know, they've got all the paperwork and all stuff like this. And I said, uh, but it's owned by Kent County Council. I said, so Swarborough Council can't do that because I don't own the land. But when I contacted KCC, because I'd done it before, 
and they uh, they had owned it, but now they passed it over to Thrill uh, Borough Council. I said to him, he said, oh, it'll be down in four hours. And I said, so I've got four hours to try and sort this out. He said, oh, no, I'm starting it now. So I came in, grabbed a chair, grabbed a quilt, grabbed my walking stick, put a, a, a wrap around me and a coat, and I went out and sat under the tree. And uh, then they said, no, we're going. We, I can't, I, we can't wait here for you because it's costing us money. He said, I promise you I won't be back. He said, I'll give you a hand to carry your chair. I said, no, I'll move that when you've gone. And 15 minutes later, they were back, and he promised me they wouldn't be back. So I said, I'm not going anywhere. They said, oh, well, we'll get the police to uh, come and take you away. I said, that's fine. They can lock me up for it. I don't care. And he said, you'll get charged, I think it's 120 or £130 an hour to um, for the labour that they lost. I said, but you can do what you like, but I'm not paying it. I said, I want to know why this tree is coming down. And apparently... It was because the neighbour's porch has got subsidence. Now, apparently their insurance company did a test out the back um, and said it was a willow tree, or this willow tree, which is just to, to the right of my house, uh, looking outwards. And I said, hang on a minute, I've had subsidence as well. And they dug up my hall and they said it wasn't the willow tree. So the chances of them having a willow tree problem and me having not a willow tree problem but both have subsidence seems a bit odd to me because Sheppy has a lot of subsidence. A lot. But this is the first time, you know, when I had mine, I've got cracks down the walls. So that seems strange. And I said, I want to know, if you have to take the tree down, you have to take the tree down. But what I want to know from the report is what the wording says. If it says, oh, we believe it could be this, or we have we are inclined to think, all that sort of language, then that's not good enough. Because across the road is another willow tree. Now, I said, how do you know which willow tree is the right one? Otherwise, you'll take this one down, you'll still have the problem, and then you'll take another one down, and then another one down. There are three beautiful trees here, which make living here a pleasure makes it look nice, trees are, are essential, essential for our well-being. And we all know that, everybody knows that, Swalborough Council knows that, but they're being, in my mind, a bit blasé about um, uh, which tree it actually is. Mr Gale, the, uh, how, no, the tree specialist on Swalborough Council, I don't know what title he's got, he said, well, you know, if we had to dig up the, the whole thing following the roots around it, it cost us a fortune and that would, that would be a lot of money coming out of the council funds. And I didn't care. That tree's been there since 1962. It's your job to protect it. And that's what I said to him. Protect the tree. If, if it has to come down, because it is the tree, I'll step back. But no, he can't prove to me. I said, I said to him, I've done a lot of research on it. I said, willow trees have a long tap root. So they have some, they have roots that go out as well. But the tap root is an important one because they like a lot of water. Without them soaking up the water, we'd have, we're in a floodplain. We'd have a lot of problems with water. So I don't know. And why they took samples out the back of the house when the problem is at the front of the house, I have no idea. But 
they weren't very happy with me and there was one one guy from the tree company who was lovely said all the right things and he loved trees and I thought yeah he said I understand why you're doing it he said I do and he was a nice man the other one was telling me porcupines unfortunately and it hurt me to sit out there but I was going to do it. The council have confirmed it is necessary for the tree to come down due to subsidence at a nearby property. They say it's not a decision they've taken lightly and follows a thorough investigation. They've added they aim to replace any felled trees in a suitable location and have planted more than 14,000 across the borough this planting season. Kent Online reports. The MP for Canterbury is urging the government to do more to stop laughing gas being sold to children and teenagers. An investigation Investigations found a huge increase in the number of young people being taken to hospital with health problems caused by nitrous oxide. Well, Labour's Rosie Duffield raised concerns about it in the Commons and got a response from the Prime Minister. Prime Minister may be aware of Sky News' investigation and report today on the over-the-counter sales of nitrous oxide or laughing gas to children and young teenagers. One alarming aspect is the change in the size of canisters from 8 grams to 620 grams wow. and ambulance call-outs related to overuse have tripled. Instead of criminalising the young people who buy nitrous oxide, isn't it time to take urgent action against those knowingly selling this harmful and potentially life-changing substance to children underage? Yeah. I thank the Honourable Lady for her question. I share her concern and the concern of members across the House about nitrous oxide's detrimental impact on communities, its contribution to antisocial behaviour, and indeed I mentioned it in the speech I made at the beginning of this year specifically. The Advisory Council on the Misuse of Drugs is conducting a review of nitrous oxide and is looking particularly at this question. The Home Secretary has asked them to expedite their review and we will consider their advice carefully when it is received. 30 sacks of rubbish has been cleared from a lake in Ashford. Confetti cannons, toys, roofing felt and vapes are among the items cleared from Conningbrook Lakes. Kent Wildlife Trust bosses say we need to understand how things like that can look unsightly and be harmful to animals. A strike by bin men in Ashford has been called off after a new pay deal was accepted. GMB members were due to walk out for two weeks from Monday. We've been told the pay rise will be almost £2,500 for drivers and 1000 for loaders. A group of volunteers who help look for missing people in Kent have been given £5,000 to help replace their support vehicle. Kent Search and Rescue has already been involved in 14 rescues this year and works alongside other emergency services. The money has been donated by a housing developer. Kent Online News. Now, there are calls for a community centre in part of Greenhithe to finally be made available to local residents, which I believe 13 years after it was built. People living in the Ingress Park area fear they will never be able to use the facility. Mum Catherine Moreno lives there and is desperate to have somewhere to run at mother and toddler groups. She's been speaking to reporter Keely Greenwood. We have set up a group for Ingress Park Mum. I think it's more than 100 families. Um, we wanted to use this community centre for, for to make a, a group for coffee mornings to for all the mums to come together and have a chat, social interaction with, with each other, bring our young children. Even in the afternoon, um, after our grown-up kids they, they they come out of the school they can do different activities um, so it's more about for us to uh, get support from each other um, because we have physically a lot of isolation in this in this in this area Ingress Park is very lonely very isolated though we are a very strong community um, 
but there is no places for us to even in this world there's no places for us to to come and <coughs> and just come together and do different different activities uh, for us um, this community center um, it would be idea for, for example, for, for, for me and for other moms to, to, for our well-being and to improve our mental health. Um, and yes, it's, it would be amazing if and we could open. You already, you've applied, what was the um, Yeah, so um, the council, they put out an advert in Swampscotton um, about anyone who wants to be interested to do any activities in the community centre in 2019. So there's a lot of people here, a lot of talented people here. They do um, um, home care, um, children's, children's care, child care, they do different activities that they work in different areas. They wanted to come to, I'm sure they express their interest to come into this community centre, but nothing has happened. Even have emailed them in 2020, 2021, 2022. They say they cannot speak about it because there's a legality there something with a lawyer, they can't speak anything about it and they have to, we have to wait for their response. Um, in 2022, they posted an information about someone who wants to do a caretaker, a job care caretaker. Uh, nothing is happening. So, to be honest, we have lost, um, I have lost my hope of this community centre. Uh, we don't know what is happening. What is happening inside this? Why? Um, um, what is the problem? Why we cannot use that? They only use that as a polling station. That that that's all, and it's a, it, it has affected me. It has affected a lot of parents. Um, it, it it just it just um, how can I say? It's just unbelievable, and either it's not it's not helping. It has failed us as as a community to provide that for us to to improve our everything, our well-being. Um, even I'm a mum of two, and a young, a toddler, and a nine years old. And I would love to use this community centre so much. Well, the council say they are working with the developers who built it to get it open as soon as possible. If you live in Folkestone, you're being urged to put the correct things in your recycling bins so the waste doesn't end up going to landfill. The wrong items can contaminate a whole load, which means it can't be recycled and the council gets charged. Well, a campaign in the area is underway to explain what you can and can't get rid of. Part of a Dover manor house has been returned to its former glory thanks to more than £3 million of lottery cash. The Grade 2 listed former billiards room at Kersney Abbey is the only remaining part of the Gothic-style building that was built in the 1820s. It's hoped it'll eventually be able to host small wedding ceremonies. Darren Brown has spent his birthday at a hotel near Canterbury, which he's described as his favourite. He shared a glowing review of the pig at Bridge Place on socials. He's currently performing for his showman tour at the Apollo Theatre in London. And a Kent theatre that's been closed since the outbreak of Covid is being given a new lease of life. The Granville in Ramsgate dates back to the 1940s and was sold to new owners last October. They've stripped everything out and got rid of the mould and damp. It's expected to reopen after a full refurb. You can see some fantastic pictures if you head to the story today on the website. Well, that's all from us. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. You can also get an update of the top stories direct to your email each morning. That's via The Briefing. And to sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. And whilst you're on the site today, you can read the very latest Eat My Words food review. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.